What's up, people? Another episode of Justice for Jamoke Davis here with you on a beautiful weekend of sports coming up. We'll talk about my pilgrimage today in one of the best traditions and memories that I have of college football. We will talk about the NBA. The season is underway. And I've got some early thoughts on uh, some teams and a mistake I made at the in my last episode on the predictions for uh, who will win the championship and some other stuff. And uh, the National Football League, the one team that I'm kind of uh, shaky on now that I thought was really one of the top top teams. But first, I would talk about uh, today. Today is my fondest memories from being a student at the University of Pittsburgh and working for Panther Sports Network and covering football and basketball and other sports were really road games. I love road games. I love it as I love traveling, one. Two, I've always loved road games because even though I wasn't a part of the team, at least at the University of Pittsburgh, I played high school sports, college sports. And so there was nothing more invigorating and got you psyched than when you were in enemy territory, if you will. When you were playing against your foe on their home court. Well, in tennis, it isn't as exciting as football or basketball, but still, I know what that feeling is like, especially when you beat them. And I decided 20 years ago, not to the day by any stretch, and I'm not, it actually maybe 19, but I decided to come to the University of Pittsburgh game against Notre Dame. As a kid growing up, I loved Notre Dame. I I would watch them all the time. I thought their uniforms were cool. I loved the gold helmet. And so one of my fondest memories as a student at Pitt covering Pitt Athletics was coming to Notre Dame. It was here. West Virginia and Virginia Tech. Fiesta Bowl was exciting, but it, it wasn't like going into enemy territory. It lost to Utah. It was pretty, I was pretty bummed. But coming to Notre Dame was like one of those bucket list games for me. And literally, back then, I was shooting and editing and driving up here, and, and it wasn't just me. Let me rephrase that. It wasn't just me, but, you know, we were shooting and editing. I remember coming up here with Bleacher Bum. Shout out to Matt, Evan, and Tony. And we were at a rest stop probably at, like, I'm going to say 2 a.m., something like that, traveling up here. And randomly, some kids were like, Bleacher Bum, yeah. And we were like, what? They know us? We did a TV show on campus. And it was pretty cool. 
But to come here, and I remember, you know, hiding behind the goalposts as the Pitt Panthers were running on the field. That was special. That was special just being down there. Uh, it's one of the pictures that I have that I can see all the time with me, Evan, Matt, and Tony together. Um, I'm almost certain it was the four of us. Yeah, I think it was the four of us, but it might have been a couple of others. But here I am again. And I drive up and touchdown Jesus has the, the sun beaming on it while the rest of the sky and the campus is kind of dark right now because the sun is going in and out of the clouds. It's just a really beautiful morning and I'm looking forward to the game. Uh, Pitt hasn't had the best season. I'm sure if you ask Notre Dame fans, they, fans, they probably say they haven't had the best season, but they're doing a little bit better than Pitt. But I'm excited to be here to cheer on the Pitt Panthers, um, to be in a stadium that I always wished as a kid that someday I'd be able to go there. Um, Not like go to Notre Dame as a student, but go and see a game at Notre Dame. And here I am again. And I am excited about it. And I guess I'll tell you about my adventures on the next pod. But I was, as I marked this game on the calendar, I was hoping that Pitt would be not two and five. I was hoping to flip it, at the very least, five and two. You know, maybe Notre Dame would have one loss or be undefeated, and this would be a really big game in terms of rankings. It is still a big game. You know, Pitt is trying to get back in the win column. Notre Dame is trying to hold on their position. And a, and a football season is very short. So every game matters. Every game counts. I get that. But Pitt's got a lot of work to do. I feel like wasn't spoiled, but Kenny Pickett was great. Now we're trying to figure some things out as a team. Um, and I just want a good showing. Uh, I hope that the Pitt Panthers are play well, represent, um, and if they come away with the victory, that's even more of a bonus. Uh, but I'd be curious, uh, what is your stadium, team that you want to go to, whether it's from your alma mater or a team that you followed as a kid and now you kind of wish you could go to a game, but I always wonder what other stadiums those are for other people, the listeners, to just for sport, et cetera, et cetera. But there's definitely a lot of green around here, a lot of Irish. Um, I'm wearing, I'm representing, I'll be representing at the game, wearing my pit gear. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm really excited. I drove up here. By myself. And the driving's fun. Like, I don't know about you, but if you ever drive by yourself, you you make a bunch of phone calls, you listen to some music and podcasts, and it's a pretty easy ride. I mean, it takes me, you know, when I was at Pitt, it would take me four hours to get to D.C. So to come to Notre Dame is just one more hour. It's not like, oh, it's eight hours away. That's five hours. So it's pretty easy to get up here. Not bad at all. And I love the atmosphere of seeing the RVs pull up and everybody's tailgating. That's the one thing that because immediately at University of Pittsburgh, I never really experienced it as a student. It was always as a media member, if you will. 
So I never just sat in the stands. I never tailgated. And you see, the game isn't until like 3.30, 4 o'clock before kickoff. And these fans are out here 7 and 8 in the morning. They're already parked. They're getting their breakfast tailgate on. Then they'll have their lunch tailgate on. Then they'll go into the stadium. That's a lot. And I'm going to take some time to go outside and walk through some tailgates and find the pit tailgate and see what everybody's doing out here and what that experience is like. Because I just literally, as I sit here looking at South Bend Avenue, I have no idea what that experience is like with a tailgate. I don't. And I would like, I would like to get a chance to experience for myself. So I think I may do a little bit of that today. I think I might. All right, let's get to the National Basketball Association. It's early, right? It's early. And I get that. Some teams have only played a game or two. Well, two games, not a game. One thing that I will say with this early season and with is when I talked about predictions and who I thought would win the championship, I'm not backpedaling on it. I still have Milwaukee up there. And I know it was only one game. They played well, but defensively not that great. Their first game hosting Philadelphia, home opener, Dame Lillard goes off. Giannis does his thing. But the fact that they had a, what, 19-point lead at home and they ended up losing that lead and Philly took a lead late, like that's not good for their defense. That is my main concern. Now, granted, they have, you know, got to wait to get Chris Middleton back and, you know, they aren't a complete team, but still defensively, they may miss that with Drew Holiday. Boston's 2-0. Yep, Boston looks like about how I expected them to look. Boston really did. I talked about, oh, Phoenix was going to do this. Talked about the Lakers looking a little bit better. And I made the biggest mistake in my prediction. And what is that? I did not give enough respect to the Denver Nuggets. Because probably since 20, if you remember, I used to do off the bench when I worked for the Wizards. And Jacob and Jeremy, I would tell them all the time, Nikola Jokic is the best player. He is, if nothing else, the best big man in the game. Ah. And not to say that they weren't wrong at that time, but even then, I was like, no, he is the best. And the fact that you look at last season when they did their all-star picks and he was the last player selected. You look at the fact that they just won the NBA championship and I did not give enough time and credit to the Denver Nuggets in the fact that I do think they have a chance to repeat. When you have not just a two-time MVP, but still in my mind, the best player in the NBA playing on your team, you should 
not just be in contention for the NBA championship, but people should be talking about, yeah, they got a good chance of repeating. The fact that the one weakness is that they lost Bruce Brown. Oh, defensively, they lost Bruce Brown. I don't know. No. If they still have Nikola Jokic and then Jamal Murray and then Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon, they're fine. They are F-I-N-E. You don't have to worry about the Denver Nuggets having the opportunity or the chance to get back to the NBA Finals. That's just... Bottom line is, I never should have not doubted them, but the fact that I put that championship out of my mind as if, oh, there's no way. It's going to be Milwaukee. It's going to be Phoenix. The Denver Nuggets have every right to be in the conversation of who will win the NBA championship. They must. It's showing already. It's showing already that championship caliber basketball from Denver. They're gold, Jerry. Gold. Now, who else is gold? Victor Wimbanyama. Now, I will say that some of why in what I'm saying about Victor Wimbanyama would be somewhat hype. It will be. But if this second game, he's only going to go up from here. I mean, he was great against the Houston Rockets. Now, we can't say, oh, it was the Houston Rockets. I'll give you that. But he played great. They won an OT. He hit a big jumper to tie it up. So you know he's ice. He's got onions. Bill Raftery, onions. 21 points, 12 rebounds, three steals, three blocks. Field goal percentage isn't great, but that's also under uh, 40%. But also because, you know, he can spread the floor. If his ceiling is unlimited, why can't he win Rookie of the Year and MVP? If they end up having a winning record this season and make it to the playoffs, I could see him getting some votes for MVP. And I'd be okay with that, even over Jokic, over Embiid. And not just because of hype, but because if he turns that franchise around, first of all, it's the luck of the San Antonio Spurs that David Robinson did it, and then Tim Duncan did it, and now Wimbanyama may do it. But the thought of him elevating that team to the playoffs, I don't think is hype. I know the entire team in the city are energized. Heck, the league's energized. All they need now is Taylor Swift to show up at a game. And everybody will be buying Wimbanyama jerseys or Spurs jerseys. Jeremy Sochan looks so much like Dennis Rodman with the hair and wearing number 10. Oh, it's just good marketing. Love Dennis Rodman. But I think it would be fair 
to potentially vote for him for MVP. That's not out of the question. Neither is defensive player of the year. If he gets his blocks up, the problem is you know, a little bit of a learning curve on that. I mean, Chet Holmgren, shoot, he's almost as tall as Victor Wimbanyama. And last night he had what? Almost a triple-double with seven blocks and like 22 points and 17 rebounds, something like that. If these two guys are the future, kind of forgot about Chet Holmgren because he was hurt last year. That'll be, woo, boy, watch out for the Spurs. Wim VP, Wim VP. That's what people will be chanting if they're not already. The other surprise to me is, look, am I a Luka Doncic fan? You know I'm not. You know I'm not. But on this early season, for them to be 2-0, maybe Luka and Kyrie can do some things. Personally, I don't think so. I mean, look, they barely won yesterday. And Luka had to score almost 50 points for them to do it. It's early. But that's unfair. Because I'm going to say it's early about somebody else in a positive way. Or a negative way in this case with Dallas. Come on, just let it be. They won the game. They're 2-0. We'll see midseason. But the early predictions are OKC looks good. Dallas looks good. And I'm saying that compared to last year. It's early. Orlando's 2-0. I don't see it. And Boston, I expect to be there. Same for Milwaukee. On a bad note, the fact that the Bulls had to have a players-only meeting after the first game, you know what that tells me? They're serious about winning. It's not a, "Uh uh-oh, what's going on there? No, in my mind, it's like the Bulls are serious about winning. And I hope they do win. I'm rooting for a team like that that's like after a first loss of the season, they're like, no, 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 no. We got to get this straight. We got some work to do. And I hope it works out for them. I really do. I really hope it works out for them. See, this is bad when I realize what I also wanted to work out is a competitive World Series, and I didn't even tease it in the open. I have it here in my notes, and I just gloss right over it. But in traveling up here to Notre Dame, I actually forgot to listen to the game on Sirius XM. I'd like to have a show on Sirius XM Sunday. Seems pretty cool. And in forgetting, I was amazed when I show up at the hotel and it's the top of the 10th. I'm like, top of the 10th? That's what I'm talking about. I don't care that it's Arizona and Texas. I understand that the ratings probably are going to be low as a Midwest-only World Series. I just want competitive baseball. And I felt like we weren't even getting that even in the AL and NL Championship Series. We got baseball, but it wasn't great in my mind. Randomly in the Texas-Houston game, the road team won every game. The drama just wasn't there. And if game one of the World Series is an indication of how exciting this series is going to be, Garcia, Adoles Garcia hitting a home run 
to win the game in the bottom of the 10th after Corey Seager hit a two-run homer in the bottom of the ninth to tie it up? That is great baseball. That's why you want to watch. Those are the type of games that you get excited for. And so, yeah, even though I knew I was going to get up early in the morning for Pitt Notre Dame, I stayed up late to watch the ending and watch all the post-game stuff and the analysis, if you will. It was great. It really was great. And I'm excited for what's to come. And hopefully this will bring fans back to watching the World Series. Because they go, oh, that, that was a really exciting game. I'll watch. Maybe they'll get Taylor Swift. I mean, just get her at every sporting event. That'll get you hype. I mean, she should be charging all of these leagues now to just show up. Hey, you want me to show up at your NBA game? All right, that'll be a million dollars. You want me to show up at a few of the um, English Premier League games? I'll come across the pond. All right, that'll be $2 million plus my private jet. You want me to show up at the World Series? Bet, I'll be there game two. Whatever it takes to get more eyeballs in the Swifties. I mean, shoot, invite Beyonce too. Get Baywatch and the Swifties. Get them, you know, commingling, if you will. It's amazing the, the cross fandom promotion that Taylor Swift has brought to the NFL. But I'm excited about game one and that there was some drama. And I'm looking forward to seeing game two, as I'm sure you are as well. Not as excited about the fact that Brentford won at Chelsea 2-0. Thought Chelsea maybe was on the come up. They are not. Especially after last week when they were up 2-0 on Arsenal and ended in a tie. Don't get me started on that. Please don't get me started on that. All right, you didn't get me started. I got myself started on it. All right, let's go to the National Football League. It's time. Again, a Thursday night game. I was like, yeah. It's weird, but I'm not watching. I watch NBA, and I never even turned on the football game on Thursday night. I never even saw a second of the Bills-Bucks game. Now, granted, I was a solo parent that night. Maybe that played a role into it, possibly. But I just, just never watched. I never watched. But Sunday is a big game. We got the Eagles playing at the Commanders. It's a game that I'm definitely going to have my eye on. But some news before we get to the my predictions. The biggest news is that I've been thinking about that I mentioned, something's not right about the 49ers. They got an injury bug now. Now, granted, for the 49ers fan, we can say, yep, it's early, right? We're only going into week eight. Still 10 weeks to go. So, you know, get the injury bug out now and right the ship before the end of the season. That's true. But now we got Brock Purdy in, in concussion protocol, two straight losses, is Brock Purdy coming back down to earth? It doesn't matter whether it's because he was Mr. Irrelevant when he was drafted and has had a Cinderella, uh, well, I guess part of last season, the beginning of this season. 
It might just be the injuries and the concussion. Bottom line is, Brock Purdy's just not the same. And we'll see if he can clear protocol. They're saying he might by Sunday. But concussions aren't just like, up. Oh, that's it, right? You can't even really understand them or diagnose them. You can't see them like a broken arm or a broken finger. And I guess technically you can't really see, see it. But, you know, I mean, concussions, any, any one time that you bump your head, boom. Oh, gosh, I can't see as well anymore. It can happen that fast. And that's the scary part. I don't want anybody to get injured. I don't. But that, man, that that could be tough. That could be a sign of, unfortunately, some things to come that are not good for him. Or the 49ers. Christian McCaffrey came back. Debo Samuel, when will he be back? A lot of questions for the 49ers. I have questions, or I question my picks all the time. But here we go. My gut check picks for week eight in the NFL. Eagles at Commanders. I'm taking the Eagles to win that game. I mean, come on. Commanders just, they just don't have it again. Patriots at the Dolphins. Now, granted, I didn't think the Patriots would beat the Bills last week, and they did. I don't want to doubt the Patriots, but I'm going with the Dolphins at home. Jets, Giants, two bad teams. Heck, the Giants beat the Commanders last week. That offense doesn't look good for the Commanders under Eric Bieniemy. I'm taking the Giants, though, to get a win. Dalv- Dalvin Cook, he wants to be traded away from the Jets. Jaguars at the Steelers. I'm going to take the home team in the Steelers. Jaguars, Jacksonville, nice warm weather coming up here, the cold weather. I'm going with the Steelers. Falcons at the Titans. Titans don't look good at home. Falcons look really good. But I feel like the Titans may right the ship here. I'm taking the Titans at home. Texans at Panthers. I'm going to take the, the Texans, the road team. Rams at Cowboys. I'm taking the Cowboys at home. Vikings at Packers. Man, the Packers don't look good. Jordan Love doesn't look good. I'm going with the better quarterback. I'm going to take the Vikings on the road. As You like that? I hope you like that, Minnesota, because you know I normally don't take Kirk Cousins. Saints at the Colts. I'm going to take the home team, the Colts there, Jonathan Taylor, to pull it out. Just give him the ball. Feed him the ball. Seahawks at the Browns. Browns traveling to the West. I'm taking the Seahawks at home. Ravens, Cardinals. I'm not doubting the Ravens again this season, even in a loss to the Steelers. Lamar Jackson looked good. Ravens are 5-2 and two at the Cardinals, 1-6. and six. Kyler Murray, they said he could play, but probably not going to play. I'm taking the Ravens on the road. Chiefs at Broncos. I know it's a rivalry. Broncos are bad. Chiefs are great. Looking to see Taylor Swift in Denver. Mile high Swifties. I'm taking the Chiefs on the road. Bengals at the 49ers. Now see, this is what I'm talking about, that vulnerability of the 49ers. Are they the same team? Bengals, two years off of a championship Super Bowl run. Bengals aren't great. I'm going to take the 49ers at home. Bears at the Chargers. Don't like the Chargers, really. I'm going with the quarterback. Bears are not good either, although they're looking a little bit better of late. I'm going to take the home team in the Chargers. And the Monday night game, Raiders at the Lions. I know Lions lost last week, but I'm going to take the Lions at home. So here are my picks. Lions, Chargers, Niners, Chiefs, Ravens, Seahawks, Colts, Vikings, Cowboys, Texans, Titans, Steelers, Giants, 
and Dolphins, and it hurts my heart to say it, and the Eagles. And those are my gut check picks for week eight in the NFL. Enjoy your weekend of sports. I know where I am. Hail to Pitt. Ciao for now.